big man with that gun and that badge. You don't have it both ways. You don't pat on your hips and righty. And you want to love and respect your people. Hey yo, I came to the fork in the road and went straight Every line between the lines on my page rep the greats Shoot it up like a dope fiend, cash the shakes Been around for years since these are the breaks Peace to all the hustlers, killers and inmates In the yard during wreck time with 45 plates I remember those mornings Como when I Welcome, this is another edition of the Super Key Podcast It is I, Polo Parata, in my gimmick mask um, Ray Phoenix, this time from AEW, the Lucha Brothers Um, hey how are you doing, I'm doing, sir? I'm doing all right. Rough week, but... Yes, yeah. it has been a rough week. Um, for me, I've been moving for the past three days, and I'm still not finished. After this show, I'll have to go back and move some more. I took two days off to move, and I'm still moving. Anyway, we have a guest here. Um, I've known this guy for a long time. Um, we have been partners. He, uh, I've managed his musical career for quite some time. And he have he has an album finally, and we're gonna talk about this album first, Mister A G the Coroner. Peace, peace. Chicken grease was popping. What was what, popping, sir? So, I brought you on the show um, for for uh, many of things. But uh, first of all, how are you doing, bro? I'm great, man. I'm great. Corona survivor. Uh, one time around. Mm. Hopefully not a second time. Right. And uh, you know, just working and enjoying life as much as possible through mm. this pandemic so you say you're um you're a covid survivor how how did it feel to go through it i thought i was gonna die straight up mm. um it was early on it was maybe the second week of march mm-hmm. when i got sick and um shortness of breath uh you know i lost my sense of smell like you know i had no appetite mm-hmm. The biggest thing with me was the shortness of breath because I was already born asthmatic. Mm. Um, I haven't suffered from the asthma in a while, but I've never felt anything like this coronavirus. I slept on my stomach for about 16 days. Mm -hmm. Lost 20 pounds, had a face full of hair. Mm. Uh, And at the same time, it's new, so I'm I'm following this virus on social media, Mm -hmm. and I'm just seeing death so i'm like all right any day now it's just i'm out here so it was scary but right. uh did, made did, it through man did you try to trace your steps to see where you think you may have contracted it from i'm pretty sure that it happened along my travels to my occupation mm-hmm. the train yeah. which I, the train station or the system the mta had to be the biggest form of transmission yeah throughout the city. Because all the germs and... I don't understand why they didn't shut that down immediately for at least four weeks and find, you know, alternate ways to get essential workers Mm -hmm. where they needed to be. Right. Were there any lingering effects? Like, do you still feel this or you got over it, you're good? Uh, Depending on the weather, if if it's a little humid outside, I still suffer from shortness of breath. Not all the time, but they are, you know, here and there. Did you get the red marks on your cheeks? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, but it's good that you're still here, because you know you have a lot of living to do. I survived you know, you have a, East yeah. New York, man. Huh? I survived East New York for like. That's I'm, what I'm saying. How like, many years you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let a virus kill me? You know. Yeah. You come from the the the, the hood. You know, we've, we've all come from the hood. The so. super duper. Yeah. Gr- so it's like grittiest of. You grind. wasn't gonna let this virus take you under. <laughs> Nah, I was going to fight it, man. I did. 
Rocky Balboa it is. <laughs> but, okay, but let's get on to this album. Hang on. Did you yeah. have to go to a hospital or did you just do this at home? Like, I, I did it at home. I was afraid to go to the hospital because the things I was hearing about coming out of the hospitals were crazy. People were going in. The doctors didn't really know what they were dealing with or how to treat it. So you was basically a guinea pig going into the hospital. Let's try this. Let's try that. And the uh, they say that once they put you on a vent, it's pretty much downhill from there. And mm. that was happening to a large percentage of the people that were being hospitalized. Hmm. So let's leave that there. I'm glad you're here. But we have to talk about this album. Press grapes that was recorded in Park Slope. 2013, but you know, 2013. That's uh, when me and uh, AG was running around Park Slope. I actually lived in Park Slope at the time, so it was like literally going from one part of the slope to the next. And uh, what are your memories of recording that album? Uh, walking up that long staircase to that that brownstone, ATG's crib. Yep, shout out ATG. Um, recording with no shoes on. Yeah. Know, that's that's a thing of mine though. Yeah, I, I don't like to wear shoes when I record for some reason. I just feel more comfortable. <laughs> He's like, I gotta be barefoot to yeah. fucking record this song. And um, I just remember the uh, the raw feeling of this is the first project. Mm. There is no direction. We're just gonna go off of feeling. Mm-hmm. Whatever the beat, you know, brings out of me. That that's what we're gonna do. And it was a fast process. Everything three weeks, just I think. rolled smoothly. It was three sessions. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was real quick. I remember because you yeah. you was doing like four like four songs a session, yeah. and like knocking them out like. Because I remember, um, I was there for um, was it New York Never Left? Yeah. And you did that like in less than a, less than a couple hours. And that was what three verses. Yeah, but and and, and it's a long song. Yeah. And you was like. I remember you said, yeah, I'm done. I'm finished. And then you just went in there and just recorded it. And then boom, that was it. And everything was consolidated into ATG's closet. Yeah. So we had the computer in there, the, mm-hmm. the board, the mic. We had Spit Gems come by. Yep. Lord Nez, mm-hmm. SAG. SAG was with yep. us. Shout out uh, SAG. I ain't seen him in a long time. Shout out Lord Nez. Haven't yeah. seen him in a long time. We had Mike. Mikey Don was in there. Yep. You know, uh, shit nutso. Mm-hmm. So shout out to everybody who came through, man. That was a hell of an experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, you remember, uh, I remember. So when it came out, um, remember, we had a little partnership with Man Bites Dog Records. That's correct. And they brought it out. Because we were, I know when I was talking to you, we were thinking just bring it, just push it out on our own. But some way we got connected with, I forgot how we got connected with Man Bites Dog, but um, yeah. maybe through the um, Rock Marciano thing. But um, We didn't put it out contractually no they just brought it out under them yeah we just you know what i'm saying they did they basically literally just took it and just okay we're going to bring this project out so what's the name of the record label that this record's on is it independent or is it it's independent but what i'm trying to say is that when it came out like he was saying man by door's record they brought it out okay contractually he still like to me you still own the project yeah we didn't want to we didn't want to wait to put it out Right, we just wanted we to, bring to put it out. out. So I remember that. When, by the time Man Bites Dogs came around, they kind of we just kind of used their banner. Yeah. So you know, we didn't owe them anything for this. I don't remember. Do you remember? And I was going to ask you this: Was that before we went to South by Southwest, or after we went to South by Southwest? Did you this, connect with them? Because I, if I remember right, 
after. You connected with them there because yeah. Ryan was there when we was at when he we was, was at the performing. Rock Marcy show. Right, and he yeah. was in your ear all night, you know. Yeah, right after we got off stage, right after me and um and Mayhem, right, we got off stage, uh, Ryan just, you know, gravitated to me, so I, I knew there was something brewing there. Right, because uh, I mean, I remember, right, I remember you guys performed, but then I was running around with a young lady in Texas, if you, if you remember. Uh, was it? Just it was a young, was it one young lady, <laughs> huh? It was some young lady. I ended up, we was in the fucking, um, we went someplace, and then it was the a Huh? The restroom, I think. It wasn't the restroom. It was like the damn um, alleyway. Okay. And then remember I showed you a picture? It was very dark and smoky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, remember, you remember we had to drive her from some place when we was in Texas? This girl I had met, and the next thing I know, we was, we was making out all over the place and just yeah. doing all types of stuff. I, I remember that very good. Yeah, <laughs> you remember? <laughs> but anyway, Hello, I don't want to get off, off center. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, so they brought it out, and... We had a good buzz, especially when uh, "Welcome to My World" dropped yeah. and the album and the, the video we dropped. Did the visuals for that. Yeah, everybody yeah. was like, oh, "Like AG, oh shit, like AG." Yeah. And then I remember when we used to perform it, like uh, we used to go to the shows, you know, in Brooklyn and wherever. Bro, everybody liked that song, and it just like yeah. kind of. And you know what else? Another song. I don't think it was on here. Remember "Blades in the Wind"? Yeah, we put that on uh, September. Yeah. But Blades in the Wind, that's another song. But I'm saying that it was But that was around that older, time. Yeah, it was old it was still around that time. You was performing it. Even in ATL when we did A3C, the um Combat Jacks uh showcase. Yeah. And we did that record. Welcome mm-hmm. to my world. I was surprised. Like that was they a love lot that song. ATL natives. Right. And they weren't really used to that kind of uh I guess that style of, of music at the time. The what trap was really, you know, the, t- the takeover at the time over yeah, there, yeah. and we were coming with some real gritty East Coast, mm-hmm. slow-paced music, and they, yeah, it was like they, more they boom liked bap. It. Yeah, and they liked it, but they liked so, it. Yeah, I mean, I listened to some of your music. It's very New York sounding. It's like indigenous to New York, and in the '90s, I feel like New York, New York was like the center of hip hop. So, like, we really, you know, it was a piece of us. Um, how do you feel like the scene has changed now that music has moved from like New York more to the South? Like, is it harder for like New York rappers to get noticed now that the industry isn't like here predominantly? I feel like at a time it was when the switch first started to come about, when the South, you know, takeover first started, it was hard because their style of music was taking over, you know, every region. It made New York artists want to sound like them. It made West Coast artists want to sound like them. Uh, you know, uh, Midwest. Everybody kind of just wanted to use that sound because they saw how um, successful it was commercially. But uh, I think today, that that New York, that old New York style is mm. kind of back. Mm. You know, and you could attribute that to rock in the beginning to Griselda today. Mm-hmm. And now it's like everybody wants to switch back to that style now. So I'm hearing artists out of every region using this, uh, I guess, you know, style of, of music, that real slow, grimy, sample-heavy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like the street music is coming back, and I think it makes it uh, a little bit easier for 
native New York artist to break through or be heard now. Do you feel like Hispanic artists are at like an inherent disadvantage in the rap game? Because there's not many like Hispanic rappers that you got a big pun, a fat Joe. I can't even really Thurston Howell to like, you know, not as a mainstream. Are they, why is it like such a hard thing for like people to gravitate towards like a, like a Hispanic rapper? At, at one point, I think it was when, you know, in the beginning with artists like Fat Joe and, uh, and Pun breaking through and Thurston and such. And if you have the artists who have, who are half Latino, like AZ and Fab, uh, Noriega. But, um, I think today there are a lot of, Latino artists who uh, get props or make a lot of noise, but they don't wave the flag as much as we did back then. I think back then we kind of had to do that, show that we're Latino. Um, today, I don't think you get that as much. So it's kind of everybody just blends in together. So these guys are not really screaming, you know, I'm mm -hmm. Puerto Rican, I'm Dominican, I'm Cuban or Panamanian, but I don't, I don't think they have to anymore because we kind of just uh, proved I guess at some point that we belong. Mm-hmm. But um, so, and we and and we basically were around like we saw how rock went from here to the stratosphere. Yeah. You know, we was there when he really started. You know, his really I think really like getting it getting it in. You know, we were there. I think his last four projects we were around. Um, and uh, that's the last stuff I remember. And I do remember. You know, uh, the mayhem action. I say separation. From yeah. You. Um. Back then, like, what do you what do you remember? How? Cause I remember it off of just like one incident. How like I saw that it was real. Cause I, yeah, me and you would talk about it, but I actually saw it fully. Like I was telling you when we was at that uh, Urban Plaza show that yeah. there was there was something there like you know because at first you'd be like yo you know this and that and you see you don't see it but the way they they acted towards us at that show i just it was just crazy like the energy was was, was just off the funny thing to me is was like i was always invited to these shows yeah and that's what i don't get i never just showed up yeah you know i was always getting a phone call you know we're here tonight uh you coming right yeah sure and I never showed up with the intentions of performing. I knew that we didn't have, we had a lot of work together. Right. But a lot of that work was early on, uh, outdoorsman stuff. Right. So, you know, we, we maybe had, with everything on Respect the Fly shit or Actions albums or Maze albums, we probably had a good 10 to 12 joints together. Mm -hmm. And not all of those were, I guess, performance worthy. Right. In their opinion. Right. So I, I didn't always show up expecting to hit the stage, but I would show up to support right. because I felt like that's, you know, the right thing to do. Right. If I, you know, if we're a band of brothers. Mm. And um, <clears throat> to this day, I've never been given a reason as to why uh, the separation occurred. Well, I mean, I think what it was, if you asking me, because you know I was on your on your end, but what I could see is, you know, you're very opinionated on social media, and I yeah. think what you started doing was that people that they were, 
I guess, having partnerships with, you were coming at those people. So if you're coming at them and it's like you're kind of messing up. I mean, we could we could say I was coming at one of those people. I mean, yeah, Troy Ave. And, on, and he yeah. only had business with right. one of those guys. And it was right. short business. Yeah. It wasn't even necessary business, to right. be honest. Yeah. And I think after the fact, everybody could see that. Yeah. That, that, you know, that, that union wasn't even necessary. Right. <clears throat> there was a misconception that I was uh, bitter. Even last year, I think the ending of last year, me and, and Mayhem got into it over Twitter. Somebody asked me a, a question, right. I answered the question, and then he decided to uh, give his version of the truth. Right. Listen, man, I'm 43 years old. Right. I've never had to lie a day in my life. Anything you hear out of me is coming from a truthful place. I have mm. nothing to lose. Um, they tried to put out to the public this, uh, this impression that I was bitter because my career didn't take off mm. the way theirs did, or that they were, you know, they were somehow responsible for me not blowing up, quote unquote. But I was never bitter about that because I've always been able to hold my own as a solo artist. Man. That was the intention from day one. So would you say it's like a blackballing thing? Like I wouldn't when say someone takes responsibility for something like that. That's like that's heavy. I wouldn't say it was necessarily blackballing because I don't think that those guys have enough power to do that. But I think that some of the guys they work with were scared away or shied away from working with me after. And you know they they work with some guys that were pretty prominent, some of my favorite producers. Mm -hmm. So that was unfortunate. But there's still a lot of people that worked on me after the fact, right? Didn't care, and you know. But, but I mean, we, you can clearly see that people did take a side. Yeah. I mean, you could see, I could see it. I mean, if yeah. you if you want to say I was bitter, you can say I was bitter over feeling betrayed by guys that I call my family. Right. So that's the part that bothered me. Mm -hmm. If I call you my brother. I treat you as such. Um, I don't care about the music. We can never do a record again for right. the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. But if I call you my brother or my friend, that's sacred to me. Right. So that's the part that upset me. So when I speak on these things, that's the point that I'm trying to get across. And then, you know, action doesn't speak on it. Right. But like I said, when me and May got into it, he tried to change the narrative and say, oh, he's better because we're here and he's there and right. has nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. I still accomplished things after we split. Mm -hmm. I still made an album that made all the top album of the year list. Yeah. I still got a record deal. Mm -hmm. I still did shows. I still I was still working with prominent artists. Mm -hmm. I still fulfilled my, my dream of working with Cool G Rap. Oh, yeah. Who that reached a, out to me, by the way. Yeah, that was a big one. That was a big mm -hmm. one. I remember that. Yeah, so. If you can work with another person that you haven't worked with, like who would it be right now? Nas. Nas. Yeah. Now let's go outside the box, like outside rap, like any genre. Any genre music. Um, can I choose a artist who have passed? Oh yeah, because he's an R&B guy. He's probably gonna pick an R&B dude. <laughs> you know how you get. <laughs> All right. So someone living. Someone living, yeah. Oh boy. Raphael Sadiq. I think he's, he's a, good a one. musical genius. I love his music. I love his energy. I haven't heard that name in so long. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's that guy. 
but the reason I asked you if I could choose someone that had passed because John Lennon is one of my favorite artists of all mm. time. Yeah, he's all over the place with the music. AG listens to everything. Yeah. But uh, bro, do, do you, what what do you remember about since 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 we don't have a nightlife anymore? What do you remember about the Santos Party House days that <laughs> me and you were <laughs> involved in? That we can talk about before on, we get to that. Yeah, let me just close out the. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead we go were ahead, talking. Ahead. About. I thought you, I didn't know if you finished. I just want to say, um, you know, I don't have a bit of bone in my body. Right. I still do what I do. I'll continue to do that. I still have a, a you know, a, a, an array of people who can't be cursed here. Yeah, of course. Who fuck with me or love me? <laughs> we think this is. And when people try to break your character, you have to think about it. Have you ever seen anybody else speak down on my name? Or anybody else treat me the way those guys have treated me? No, not really. No, not at all. So you're talking about two or three people out of how many? Because I, I know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of relationships. Right. That says everything. So you have one crew or a few guys who, you know, may feel a way. Right. And then everybody else has no problem. That in itself speaks the truth. Right. I mean, because it was, I mean, listen, it was crazy going through that. I mean, like, dude. It like, was. And I, and I wish those guys nothing but the best because you know what I'm saying? that's like, just who I am. Like, they took you off of songs. Um, yeah. I, I was, uh, was going to be on the maybe one of the first singles of the, the Mugs album. Right. Recorded in Rubber Track Studios. Yeah. You know? But, you know. Such as, you know, I would love to work with Al again. I don't know if that's going to happen because of his close relationships. Right. Fraud. Mm -hmm. You know, a guy I haven't spoken to in over, what, six, seven years? Right. I attribute that to the separation. Mm -hmm. uh, Buck Wild. I was on the May Buck Wild album. I would love to work with Well, Buck Wild is cool, bro. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Buck is cool. I would love to work with him. He'll... But, you know, I, he's a little, he's close to May. Right. I understand that. And even, even Derringer. Me and right. Darringer at one time were talking about working together, and he has a whole album with me. So right. I'm not saying anything was told to these people, right. but I could see how if you're around one person a lot more than you're around me, right. and we don't have that much of a relationship, you know, you might feel funny about working with me. So yeah, well, I mean, whatever happens, I think you'll still figure it, That's figure fine. it out. Like, I have a whole team you know of producers. Yeah, like you, yeah, like bro, awesome. you, you trust me, you got. Uh, fan base that's yes. already there, so I don't think you need to worry about it. I mean, it's just to and me, shout to J Love, shout yeah. to J Love for you know putting everything together. I don't think he gets enough credit. Yeah, his name is not, his, his name is not mentioned at all, really. Yeah. And um, he's responsible for all of this at the end of the day, all of it. I have a picture of all of us from uh, remember um, Mayhem's when he, he came out with Just Can't Win. Remember that one? We yeah. were all together. That I have a picture with all of us in like one little shot. That was a great time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, yo, like this was the good times. This is definitely the good time. Listen, not for nothing, the, the, your outdoorsman stuff, you guys together were amazing. I, th I think so. You I know think, what I'm saying? Like, I think it's, the best music It stands the test of time. Like right now, you listen three. to Ray Lewis right now? Yeah. Crazy. You know, and even uh, Sylvester Lundgren. That was amazing. I mean, they took you off the album. They took you you off. Well, the album I'm still on the song. You on the song? I just didn't. They didn't put my name on the. Oh, okay. In the back of the album. Oh, and okay. They, they can do that. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, I think it was just pettiness, but yeah. You know. 
because if you're gonna take my name off of the you know the credits, then take my verse off the song. But my mm -hmm. verse is still there. Why is my verse still there? It's easy to figure that out. Tyson up for cut because it's everybody's favorite kicks. verse on that song. <laughs> but we did make timeless music together. I think yeah. we were. I mean, we cheated the fans of anything. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, that stuff stands the test of time. You hear them songs now, and you like you bopping your head. You know what I'm saying? And y'all have a lot of material. Even songs that you and, May, you and Mayhem did. An album with the three of us together. Would've been produced crazy. by Alchemist and Fraud crazy. and Tommy. Crazy. Would have been, you know, who knows. Like, we we, we could have set the blueprint that Griselda is setting right now. Yeah, but you know. We had that lane. I mean, you could still do that, you know? Like, Griselda's its own thing. You could still make something. You know, like, yeah, but there's no crew element to it anymore, really. Everybody wanted to do their own thing, you know. Well, let's say you're gonna put together a new crew. I have a great crew, to be honest. Narcotext, mm -hmm. shout, um, shout out to Dax, and um, shout out to Dax Empire, and Ark, and those are the drum dealers. Those are what's up, those are incredible guys. We've made some beautiful music together. Oh, yeah, those are my guys. Um, I haven't seen them in a while, but especially those are. Yeah, he, oh, he's, so, he's such a talent. He just came man. out with something. Such too. a talent. Yeah, he just came out with something too. So yeah, I think you're right in that sense. You know, it could still be done, it but uh, still be done. especially now with this um, this resurgence right. of the New York sound. Mm -hmm. mm. So what's up with uh, you know, the album you say is going to come out and has not come out? The Revenant. The Revenant. <laughs> like, man, I'm all over the place with the uh, Revenant. Man. <laughs> I've went over this album. Uh, up and down, left and right in my head a million times. So put it like this, where, where, what stage, because you work in stages, I've, I've learned from years of being around you. Yeah. So what stage are you at with The Revenant? If The Revenant were a if it was like, football okay, game. Let's say if it, was, if it was a football game, what quarter are we in? I'm in the beginning of the third quarter. Okay, that's okay. So you, yeah. that means you have recorded stuff for it? Yes. Um, And it's coming, so... Okay, you're in the third quarter. So what, what more do you have to do to, for, to make this a reality? I have to live a little bit more. Okay. Because that's, that was really the holdup on, on you know, starting the recording process. Right. I, I like to live so I have something to talk about. Okay. No, that's good. And, you know, we have old records, too. Yeah, we have a lot of old records, we sir. Got, uh, we got one with Ali Vegas. Shout out to Ali. Oh, wow. um, I got Sean Price and Illa G. So oh, let me ask you about that. Okay. I got okay, stop it. Stop it. Stop it, Internet. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So you have the actual record now. That's because this is the problem. I'm gonna tell people this about this story. So he so he goes, yo, I got this Sean Price verse. We was in Atlanta for um A3C, remember? Yeah. We got this Sean Price verse. He plays the song and it's like the most amazing Sean Price verse that I've heard. I'm telling you, I'm not lying. It, it shit is crazy. Then you play it for Salim. Shout out to Salim. Um and that was the last time I heard it for years. And then you you lost it or something. Like, I don't no, know I what happened. It. You lost it, I got it. it back. So what's you? So you have the verse now. Yes. You know what I'm saying you yes. physically have it. The song is finished. The song is finished. Hallelujah. Yes. When you guys hear this song, what about um? Since we're talking about unreleased songs, um, are you gonna use the um freeway song that you was gonna do? Mm -hmm. I still have that. I'm not gonna use it because me and Free never got to touch base on uh you know following through right but there that were, that were, track is, yeah. hot, is crazy you should touch base there was that. some you know there was some slight contact there and then um right. i think maybe you got sick around that time right 
So kind of just, and who produced that Beat Butcher? Mm-hmm. Beat Butcher produced That's, that. That song is hard. It's a crazy song. Um, I still think you should use it. I could switch put up a few, on it. I could switch up a few things yeah, and maybe reach out to Petey. What, what year is that song from? Is it like, well, like this is uh, like Freeway or is it like? No, it's 20, it's from 2013, 2014. Because yeah, yeah, we had it. 14, we, 15. we had it for a while. Just Because right. we, we had like a whole, we had all these songs that we just, he had. And he was just sending me the beats. So I did my verse. You did your verse. Your I ver- wrote the hook and recorded yeah. the hook as a reference yeah. and sent it to Amir, mm-hmm. I believe. And then Amir was Freeway's manager. I don't know if he's still managing him. but. Right. And then the contact at some point. Shout out to Amir, a great guy. Yeah. You know, uh, that's, that's, that's a brother of mine. Mm-hmm. But around the same time, also the separation started. So I don't know if he felt like... Right. But I don't think Amir would choose a side with he that. He wouldn't, but I think he'd back up from everybody. Right. He seems like that kind of guy. Yeah. Well, that's going on over there. Mm-hmm. I, I can't be in the middle of that. And and, and you also know Man Fights Dog. They have, I mean, from what I hear, they have a whole album, a remix album that yes. never came out. Yes. And, you ha- and they have a track with you and uh, Guilty, Simpson Guilty Simpson that you didn't record on. You see, yeah. I know all this stuff. You, no, but, did, you but didn't I, want to record on it though. But I didn't record on it because they're using my my actual verse. So right. they just needed his. Yeah. And then they, they changed the beat. It was, it's a live instrument album. Yeah. Everything played out. Yeah. So um just remixes and so I didn't have to record anything for the album. Right. They, 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 they they just, but yeah. I think they got his verse. Yeah, they got his verse. Is so. what I'm saying. So they have it. It's yeah. an actual song. It just hasn't never came out. So we have that sitting and uh we gotta like get that's, get on the home with at Ryan. At some point, we'll put out. Me and Ryan have spoke not you know recently, right? About putting that out. Uh, so let's see, let's see what happens. I'm sure to be out before the Revenant. I'll tell right. you that. Yeah, but it should come out. It's a whole project. No, it definitely, you definitely know what I'm should come out, and we'll probably do a vinyl on it as well. Yeah, and so so what's okay? So what's up with Sip the Nectar? Do you think it's gonna come out with a vinyl? Like, what's what's your thoughts on I that? I think so. I think so. I think it was. Uh, I hate to put albums against each other, mm. but I feel like it was a, a a better album than Crushed Grapes. Yeah, I mean, but because it was more structured. Yeah, well, that, you you were more to me. You was more uh, experienced at that point I was to little, put an album together. A little more seasoned. Yeah, because you did that one, so then you knew yeah. what you did, what you wanted, what direction you wanted to go in. You cared about like, uh, you know, uh, track listing. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, where, that's what, what I'm saying. Where, you, where, yeah, you knew where to put play. Placement, yeah. where this can go, where that go, what's in the beginning, what's in the end. Crushed grapes was just, crushed grapes was just some. You just threw it. We, we threw it together. We literally threw it together. The sequencing of an album is it's very important. So important. You want the the next uh, song to complement the last, right. and it's, it's telling the story. Kind of, it's putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Mm-hmm. And the sound you want you want to keep the listener's attention. But you also want to switch their moods from song to song, so you know it's 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 a journey. Mm-hmm. I love listening to albums and sequencing. I think "Off the Wall" by Michael Jackson is one of the best songs when it comes um, best albums when it comes to sequencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, and as you know, as you can see, GK he he's a polo Ralph Lauren wearer. He loves his polo. Something I'm, I'm getting. Yeah, my, I've been seeing my weight back up. I've been seeing I've your seen pictures. Instagram. Yeah, You've been wearing yeah, polo like it. crazy, bro. I don't know to call you polo pirate now. I'm getting my pieces back together. You know, I was, I had a nice collection in high school, and I just got rid of everything. What's your favorite piece? Oh man, 
has to be the cream version of the iconic flag. Oh, so you're a flag guy? Yeah, I'm a flag guy. I'm a Navajo flag guy if I was to go down that path, you know? I really like the Navajo flag design. So, uh, yeah. and, and I'm past my Ralph Lauren point in life. I just like to just wear clothes, you know? I wear different different stuff. Occasionally I wear the polo, but So no. are you just a pirate now? I mean, I wear polo here and there, but... Should we just call you the pirate? You can just call me the pirate. He's Chinatown Market Pirate. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 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 But, um, so, what, now, you you do have, now, this this is confusing, because this single came out a year ago, but there's a new single that's out from the Band of the Hawk guys. Where are they from, matter of fact? They're from the South. They're They're from from the South, right? They're, they're real cool because they were talk, they were messaging me because I was reposting their stuff and they're like and now you know I have three different accounts they're like yo good looking I'm like nah, nah this song is dope and you, they have a song called 19 mentality that you were on yeah and first was, it was called 17 mentality but it says 19 because mentality. we we did it in 2017 oh you but see what I'm saying like what the hell's going on now what are you guys doing they released it in 19 so they had to you know switch that. Oh, okay. But it's a dope song. It's a dope song. It's a nice group of guys. They remind me kind of like a Souls of Mischief mm. crew. Um, they reached out. They were fans of the music. Yeah. And um, and you know they took care of me, man. They said, "Listen, uh, we, nice. we want we want to work with you. And, right. uh, what, you know what's the number?" Right. And in turn, I said, "All right, uh, I'll give you guys two verses for a good number." And after so that, that we can work together. I'll never charge you again. Sorry to cut you off, but that um that other song I told you that it, you did two songs with them. Yeah, it's that one. I think I, I saw it on the I glow. Think. We did the glow as well. The glow. That's what it yeah. is. The glow. That's a dope. That's a dope. That that beat. It's on iTunes, guys. Called the glow. That beat is crazy. Yeah, check out Band of the Hawk, man. The Band of the Hawk. Yeah, nice guys. Mm-hmm. Collective from Texas. They right. get busy. So, okay. So what's so what can people expect? I know we got, is is the album still on sale or it's totally sold out now? Uh, I'm not sure if it's sold out. You can hit the link in my Instagram bio to get to it. Um, I'm not sure if it's sold out. Yeah, I got to check. I got to check on it. And that's tough. There should be some left. It's Tough Kong, right? Tough Kong Records? Tough Kong. Yeah, because I said Tough Gong. Like it's I was tough, talking about in the first episode, it, I said Tough Gong. It's Tough Kong. It's I Tough Kong. They're based out of uh, Paris. Yeah. France. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tough Kong for putting this um, vinyl together. Yes. I also have some personal um, pieces on me, so if anyone wants them, you know, autograph copy of the splatter version or the regular vinyl, just DM me and yes, I'll, if, I'll autograph it and give you a good deal. And so, what you should do, I think, is this: is how, this is how we'll do it, guys. So I, I'll help them out. So, um, after this, I'll put something up online. If you want a splatter version, I'll ask him the price he wants to do. Um, I have him autograph it, and I will send your information to him, so he can, you know, uh, take care of you and ship it out. Um, but it'll be up on the, the Super P Podcast Instagram information, the price. Um, you know, is, is is that cool with you, eh? That's perfect. That's okay, fine. so we'll have it on there. We'll have the price. You can get it autographed, just like how you see it autographed on the show. He'll autograph it for you. We have the price. We'll give you um. Send me your address. I'll send you the information you got to send him the payment, and boom, we'll just do it like that. Yeah. So we're gonna wrap this show up because you know we only have an hour here, and we covered a lot of stuff. So uh, well, can I get one more minute? one more question? You gotta hurry up. Okay, be quick. New generation of rappers. Do you listen to any of this new stuff? Um, I listen to. 
I listen to a lot of Griselda, to be honest. I don't know if we can call them new generation because they're not. They've been much, around forever. They're not too much. Uh, they're not too younger than than I am. You remember when we first? But they're new when it comes to being on the scene. Like that. So I I do listen to uh, a lot of Griselda. Uh, who else do I listen to that's new? I like the Pop Smoke a lot. Smoke was great. I did. Mm-hmm. I liked them a lot. Um, I'm not too familiar with. There's a lot of still a lot of like the drill music that's popping now, and I'm not too familiar with with most of it. So I would just say, yeah, Pop Smoke was pretty much. If you talk about the new guys, it was him, right. God rest his soul, and Griselda. Right. But uh, real quick, because we got to end the show. You remember when we met Westside before he's Westside at West A3C? Side Gun was at you our remember? showcase. He was uh, at AC3 for rock, and he came. We was we were with Billy the Kid in the backyard. In the backyard, he came. He was and with he us. literally told me. But here's the thing: he told me what he had the plan of how he was gonna do this stuff, and he did it. So I give him a lot of. Props. I no, told him when I when, when I was talking to him backstage at Highline Ballroom, I said, "Bro, I remember you told me exactly what you was gonna do, and you did it." Yeah. So you gotta came. give him the utmost, he, utmost respect. I think Hus Kingpin uh, met up with him after they were yeah. together in Atlanta at the time. Maybe. Yep. Uh, shout out to Hus. Yeah. It was it was a great time, man. But anyway, Ag, where can he find you online? Uh, you can find me on Facebook uh, on the Coronelli. You can find me on Instagram under AG the Coroner. That's A G D A C O R C O R O N E R. And the same on Twitter. Just look up my handle there. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for any of the visuals or any of the music that's been released, go right to YouTube, go right to Google, throw my name in there, and anything that I've ever done will pop up. Mm-hmm. Even the old stuff with yep. uh, the outdoorsmen. Yep, yes, sir. GK, where can he find you? Still don't want to be found. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I don't got a, I don't have like a sign off or anything like that. Right. See, yeah, that's like early ghost face. Ever. <laughs> so shout to ghost. You can find me at Polo Parata. We uh, you can you can uh, check out the Super P podcast on Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, well, we'll be back with another episode. Thank you for AG for, for coming through. Uh, thank you for the Brooklyn podcasting to for covering us and letting us you know have the show here. And we'll be here in a couple of weeks with another guest and another show. See you guys later. Wash your hands, social distance, and we're out of here. Ciao. Bust open, scrambling, I need my papes Lil Danny bugged out when that we got laced Then Kasim did that dumb shit when he got base. Never understood them boys, I need my face They say money can buy your life, but my fee got waived Tony became a pastor when he got saved